Hello there. I am so glad you're here today. Jesus is preparing us for his return. He wants us to know what he's thinking. He's still sharing his heart with us. He still hasn't come yet because he is concerned that we will perish. So let's acknowledge him today, Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you love us so much that you're warning us over and over again. And we just want to know what you're thinking. We want to know how you feel. We want to stand before you that day and have pleased you. We love you and praise you. We give you all the glory in your name. In your name we pray. Amen. So in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, you probably know this by heart. I, I do as well. Um, just from me reading it to you, at least if you've been listening, but Matthew 21 through 23, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, this is Jesus talking. He said, not everyone says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, driven out demons in your name, and done many mighty works in your name? And I will say to them openly and publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who act wickedly, disregarding my command. And so Jesus wants you to know. He wants you to know that he is hurt. And you can see that in verse 23. Have you ever said to anyone, away from me, don't touch me, because they hurt you that bad? Well, you know what Jesus is saying? He's saying the same thing in that verse. He really is. And what he's showing me is that because many call him Lord, they call him Jesus, but they don't have time to know him. And those who have taken the time to know him, they still don't put him first. They disregard his command. And we haven't, the thing that bothers him the most is We haven't known him enough to understand how to be in agreement, what he's thinking, what hurts him, how he's feeling. And that's what he's saying there. You know, we're calling him Lord, Lord, but we don't do his will because it's not important enough to us to care about what he cares about. To follow his most important command is to love. That, that's his command. And when we won't love his way, when we won't even go to him and understand his way of loving, that hurts him. And when we do know, know it, but we still won't do it, that hurts him as well. He's hurting ahead of time because he knows how it's going to turn out. And the other thing that he said is he said that we, we get in this group and we pray and, and you know, I have this wrong with, you, with me. Will you pray with me? And that's fine. When two or more are gathered in his presence, he is there. But he said the reason we're praying and getting all these people to pray with us is because we don't understand his will. We don't understand the way his kingdom operates. So instead of taking the time to get to know him and find out how to have faith to believe him, 
to find out what he's thinking and how he's feeling, to hear him on our own, to know to call those things to be not as though they were, to know that we have to love in order for his will to happen in our lives. That hurts him. And if we had taken that time to know him, then you know him. And you don't have to get everyone to beg with you for him to do that thing for you. And he pointed that out to me in what we just read today. When you stand before him and you're, and you're saying, but Lord, because he's saying, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven because you didn't do the will of my father. But Lord, we did this in your name. I did that in your name. At that moment, are you going to be able to call everyone you know and see and say, please pray with me that Jesus will let me enter into the kingdom of heaven anyway, even though I didn't do his will? He brought that to my attention today. That proves how you live now. You can't get a bunch of people to beg with you for Jesus to heal you if you haven't followed his commands. If you won't forgive. If you won't live in his kingdom, his way, if you won't follow his instruction, if you won't let him correct you, if you're offended at his word, if you haven't taken the time to get to know him, on that day, you're not going to be able to beg him or get a bunch of people together to beg with you. There won't be time even to do that. And it's just going to show, show you how ignorant you are that you really don't know him which doesn't really give you the right to call him Lord. I know this is like in your face, but it, it, it's so apparent. On that day, you're just not going to be calling people and saying, pray for me. I'm about to go into hell. I'm about to go into the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Will you beg Jesus with me? Will you beg him that he won't send me there? The destination that he has to pronounce to you is up to you. You made the decision. You're going to reap the consequences of what you did here on the earth. We all are. And so that's why he's reaching out to you to let you know. This isn't, you know, this isn't something that you can beg him for. This isn't something on that day that can change. What he cares about is what he wants you to care about. He wants you to care about him. He wants you to care about him. He wants you to love him enough to get to know him. And so that when you're in need, you go to him. You don't go to everyone else. You don't, it's, it's really actually, it's a lazy way out. If you won't get to know him for yourself and you just want everyone to pray for you, or call someone who you think knows him better than you and, and beg him for you. It's just not how it works. He can't do anything for you if you don't follow his command. Because when you follow his command, you're living in his kingdom. I shared with you, he said to me a couple of times, there's nothing I can do because you disregarded my command. You didn't obey me. But you can change that. This is a time of grace. You can change that. You can take the time to get to know the one that you want to live with for eternity. The other choice is eternal damnation. 
And you don't want to make that choice. You're only here a little bit, and you have this little bit of chance to get to know Jesus, the eternal one. He's so in love with you, and it hurts him that you won't take the time for him, that you're not acknowledging his word, that you you just aren't taking the time to know him. But then on that day, then on that day, he has to. He can't do anything. There's nothing he can do because you made that choice that day that you stand before him. So Jesus, on that day, to those he has to say, away from me, I never knew you. Know that he is hurt. He feels betrayed. That you would have called him Lord. That you put on this big facade. I think of the Pharisees. They acted like they loved God, but they really didn't. They didn't know him. If you don't ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, you're really just faking it. You're just really saying things you don't even understand that you're saying and doing things you don't understand that you're doing. And so the most important thing is to make sure that you ask him to come and live on the inside of you. Revelation 3.20, he said that. He said, if you heed my voice. He said in John, if you love me, you'll obey me. So if you love me, if you heed my voice, I'm going to come and live on the inside of you. And then you're going to be able to see and understand and actually get to know him. But if you don't love him enough to seek him out and to ask him to come and live on the inside of you, but just to say that prayer because someone told you that's how you're going to get to heaven, then it's not going to happen for you. You have to have him living on the inside of you, him revealing to you what is true. You can't see without him. And so you need to say that prayer if you're serious about living with him. If you're serious about your relationship with him, you can't know him without his spirit coming on the inside of you to enlighten you. You have to be born again. You have to be born of the Spirit, His Spirit living on the inside of you. And I want to say that prayer with you today. Actually, let's just do it right now. Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, If you heed my voice, I will come and live on the inside of you. So if, you're, if you want to make that commitment, if you want Him to live on the inside of you so that He can teach you, so that you can know who He is, then let's say that prayer right now. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you would, we would be honored that you would come and live on the inside of us and show us who you are. We are committed to heed your voice so that we can know you, so that we can have constant fellowship with you. We're just asking right now. We're answering that knock at our heart. We love you. We praise you and we give you all the glory. He's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you heed his voice, he is going to come and live on inside of you. How exciting is that? That is so exciting. He wants to teach you. He wants you to see who he is. And so if you said that prayer and you really meant it, then just seek him every day. Open the word of God. He is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word is God. So when you start looking at the Word of God, you start seeking Him. 
He's going to show you who he is. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.